Hey everybody, it's Andy. And this is Dave. And before we get into this week's episode, we'd like to do a little announcement. As you may have noticed, in the last few episodes, we've been including a guest in our random ramblings. The reception of this idea has been very positive, and we'd like to continue with it. If you or somebody you know would like to be a guest on the show, or have a suggestion of somebody you would like to hear from, please contact us at the following locations. You can reach me at my email, dpalay, that's D-P-A-L-A-Y, at rapodcast.net. You can reach me at my email, which is QS23, QS numbers two and three at RAPodcast.net. We have a Twitter account, which is twitter.com slash RAPodcast. On our forums, you can just sign up and talk about it. It's going to be under the non-episode topics. Or any other place on the interwebs that you can find us. So thank you for your continued support of the podcast. And without further ado, on with the show. Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 107, recorded live on June 24th, 2009. And here are your hosts, the man who just walked in the door, Dave Play. Hey! The man who's been chatting with our guest, Andy Lowe. Hi! And the man who is our guest this week, I'm going to slaughter his name, unfortunately, Oz K. Fodrotsky? Fodrotsky, really close. Fodrotsky. Fodrotsky. Is it, Hi, Oz. Is, is that Polish? <laughs> it, it's a mangling, an intentional mangling of a Russian name that has not been in Russia in a period of time and is actually English now. Really? Yes. <laughs> it's it's not the most creative way to come up with a uh, a pseudonym, but it, it, it's actually based on my, my real last name. Uh, I, I see. Mine, mine is an amalgamation of letters and numbers that I don't actually know where it came from. I, I have been curious about that. Don't even try asking, because it doesn't help. I, I honestly do not know. Or so he claims. No, I I don't know. Where the hell did you get it, then? My brother had it was three. <laughs> yeah. When I was really young, my brother had a BBS in our basement. He called it the Death Star BBS. And I needed a name to blog on. And for some odd reason, I picked QS23. Now, the... the the idea is behind that is my dad was a big ham radio buff, and so there was a ham mag- ham radio magazine called like uh, QS or something like that, or something based off of like the Q codes, which are just like three letter codes that they use as shorthand. And so it might be based off of that. I'm not sure. Okay, <laughs> doesn't provide a lot of clarity. A, a little. Yeah, that's uh, it's as I said. So, like, just take it and run with it. <laughs> I, I guess so. Because that's that's all I can give you. Oh, okay, the magazine was called QST. QST. Yes. So somehow okay. the T was dropped and he added a 23. Oh, maybe the T was short for 23. Maybe. Uh, that could be. But Although wouldn't that be QSTT? 23? I don't know. The, the exact, my mindset back when I was a small child, I have no idea what I was thinking half the time. So who knows why I picked that. I do have to say, though, it is kind of nice, though, because it's something that nobody else is going to pick, and therefore I can do it anywhere. I thought someone had it somewhere. Didn't someone have it on live? Um, I might have had it on live a long time ago, because it might have been my Microsoft ID to access something with Hotmail or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And I don't remember what the password was, and my I don't remember what the password to my Hotmail email was, so I have no way of resetting the password for that or anything else like that. So it's a Windows Live ID that I that can't... That is lost to 
antiquity? Yes. Ah. Okay. Which is why my Xbox Live is now the QS23. And, you know, that that honestly works just as well, because yeah. in the insanely rare case that your usual handle is already taken, you can just point out that you are the actual yes. QS23. You're not, you're not some imposter. You're not any... The real QS23. Or the, the real QS23. Like the real Dvorak or the... Or Dvorak, I guess. Or the fake Steve Jobs. Or, or the real Shaq. The real Shaq. Yeah. I think Shatner has one, too. It's like the real William Shatner. I do believe he does, actually. I think I just started following him recently. Twitter. <laughs> it's and your Twitter. It, I'm, I'm probably younger than everyone here, but I do Yeah, I'm like, wait, kids? kids? How old are you, Oz? <laughs> I'm 23, so... Yeah, it, wait. What, what that's, month? That's younger. I'm, I'm May, talking. right? Hmm? You you were born in May? That's correct. Okay. Uh, wait, then how you're the hell not... do you know that? Because I'm that good. That's a little freaky. You probably as Facebook. No, Andy was talking about you on face from Facebook earlier. He mentioned your birthday. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm actually no, really. I just I knew that from just talking to you for like five minutes and listening to you. I got your month. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, I was born in September though, so I think you you. Oh, but you would have been born in May of eighty six. Yes. Ah, then yes, you are the youngest. Yeah, and I still don't understand what is it what it is with you goddamn kids and your Twitter. But apparently okay. that was covered last week, so I'm not gonna go off on the full tirade. Yeah. Oh man, that Twitter topic just took off last week. Somehow ended up in a Mac versus PC debate. What? How do you get there from that? From um, well, I've I've got Twitter. three words for you. Click pick Tony. Click, pick, Tony. Ah, uh, Tony. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that it explains a lot. That would it does do explain it. a fair amount. Now, I do have to say, one thing I was wondering about on your Facebook page, University okay. of Alaska Fairbanks? How is this staggering? Wait, you went to college in Alaska? I am I was born in Alaska, like my father before me. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. I, I only recently moved to Seattle um, last January because I figured 21 years in Alaska is more than most people see in their, well, I mean, that's more than just about everybody else in the world who isn't from Alaska sees in their lives. So I might as well see somewhere else. <laughs> so you chose Seattle. I chose Seattle because it's pretty far away. I mean, most places are pretty far away from Alaska, but it's not yeah, too it's, far. It's hard not to get far away from there. Yeah. Uh, and then it's, it's only about 3 million people in the Seattle metropolitan area. I don't know, at least, at least initially, um, maybe now, but at the time, I wasn't sure that I could handle much more population than that because Seattle still seems pretty crowded to me. And to anyone else, like I have friends come through from from New York and Chicago, and they go, "Yeah, this this place isn't crowded at all. What the hell is wrong with you?" And I go, well, I'd, "There's so I'd like, many people." I'd like to find out how many people are living in Seattle, the metro area. Like I said, about three million. It's only about yeah, half a million in the immediate vicinity of where I am. That's like uh, that half a million is roughly the population of Alaska. Well, yes, actually. It, it, it's a lot of people. It's more than I've usually seen. And I'm from uh, Fairbanks, which is only the second largest uh, place or town in Alaska. And that's only about 50,000 people. So it's, it's, it's a pretty big step up from there to, to I can Seattle. fit a seventh of your state's population in my football stadium. Dear God. Okay, that's, that's kind of outrageous. You, you people have too much goddamn space for people down here. You gotta, you gotta move them somewhere else. Like, 
I think Central Canada is pretty empty. <laughs> we, we, we could, could just we could reduce the density down here a bit. Put them all in Montana. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> Who cares about Montana? No, nobody cares about Montana. So no. I have to double check with this because I remember hearing this fact: Fairbanks, Alaska, is actually north of North Pole, Alaska. That is correct. That's actually a, a somewhat funny little story. Um, I'm amused that there's a city named North Pole, Alaska. <laughs> there is a city named North Pole, Alaska. Uh, is it's there named a toy store a called joke. Santa's Workshop? Oh, God. The, the Santa thing is their only, only bit, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So somebody, I think, homesteaded a bit south of Fairbanks and a, a town started there. And people started jokingly referring to it as North Pole because it was a couple degrees colder there than in Fairbanks during uh, during the deeper part of the winter. So the name stuck. And from that point on, the two major features of North Pole, Alaska, have been the Santa gig. Like, every damn street there is is named something Christmas-related. Uh, they have the, the Santa Claus house. They have a giant statue of Santa Claus. It's it's really the only thing that they can a- appeal to tourists with. And then the second thing is meth, because they make a lot of meth there. And I, 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 I only mean Santa's this, workshop. It's a I was meth say, parlor. I, I don't mean to offend anybody in the city of North Pole, but then I thought about that and was like, oh, no, never mind. I actually don't care. They make a lot of meth in North Pole. so You, you know, I don't think you have to worry. I'm, I'm pretty sure we don't have any listeners in North Pole, Alaska. I don't think there's too much of anything in North Pole, Alaska. They, they also have a sales tax, but then I'll, I'll go off on a political tirade, so let's let's just skip that. that what, the rest short, of your state short, doesn't? The rest of the state does not have a sales tax because we had oil money for a long time and now we're running out of oil money. But anyone who suggests a statewide sales tax gets voted out pretty quickly. Wow. It, Alaskan politics is a very weird thing. That well, let's see. Who came out of Alaskan politics? Ed Stevens? Yeah, Sarah again, Palin? Do not get me started on Palin. Okay, what oh, what about Ted Stevens, though? Stevens, you know, honestly, I kind of respect the guy. I mean, I have no doubts that he was corrupt as all hell, but he was loved in the state because of the amount of, of federal pork that he brought home. And he brought home an insane amount. Yes, um, but at the same time, he was kind of a national embarrassment on the basis of, well, the pork, the whole series of tubes bit. And there was one time, several years before the series of tubes bit, where it panned in on him uh, during a C-SPAN taping something. And he was sitting there picking his nose. And then he, he pulls his finger out of his nose, looks at it, and then sticks it in his mouth. And he I did remember this on, seeing that. On C-SPAN. And I was like, we elected this guy. We've been electing him for decades. God, that's great. I remember seeing that. Yeah. Daily Show had a field day with that. Oh, and as well they should have. But yeah, so I don't know. Stevens, I don't absolutely loathe. Palin, I will go on for years if, if you let me start. And I will, I'll just state right now, for the record, nobody in Alaska speaks Absolutely nobody. Now, I won't say that everyone in Alaska speaks like me. I'm kind of like Fraser in that I don't speak like my parents or my friends or really anyone from the place that I grew up. But they don't sound like her. It's just kind of a neutral West Coast accent. It's good to know. Yeah. So if somebody Andy, speaks it's, like it's they're besides... from Minnesota, they're probably from Minnesota. Yeah, I could <laughs> I could see that. We have relatives in Minnesota. and Very Palin-esque. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, think that's, I think that's enough but... talk about uh, yeah. the wild frontier. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm just amused because Alaska is uh, one of the states that, like, at the job fair came up to me and said, please, please come work in our state at our schools. 
Evidently, well, there's an insane shortage of teachers in Alaska. Well, that's because everyone leaves. There's an, a, a huge brain drain in Alaska. I mean, the top, I think, 10% of every high school graduating class gets a free ride at the University of Alaska because they're terrified that they will otherwise leave and go to other academic institutions, which they generally do. Most people, most people loathe it up there. Honestly, I love it to death. It's really nice. Even the the winters, which most people cite as a reason for leaving, I don't think are that bad. It was just a choice of, yeah, I might as well get out of here and see something while I'm out here. See something other than mountains. Yeah, I, I will I will return to Alaska and, and die there. That's the eventual plan. But I've got a lot of stuff to see out here, uh, get too. Get sent off I'm on a, a little ice float. Yes. And and besides the lower 48, you know, now that I'm down here, like I can just, I can just drive to New York, right? Everything's just right next to each other. <laughs> yeah. You could, you could drive right to New York if you wanted to. Yeah. It's no big Thanks deal. Three uh, days, 20, but... 20 minutes. Nah, fine. Oh, now granted the, it, the experience is colored by, you know, the nearest quote unquote metropolitan area being uh, 400 miles away. But then that's, that's me rambling again. Let's move on from the topic of Alaska. We've got a whole list of things. We do have a whole list of things. All right, Dave, start it off. Why is Activision threatening Sony? Well, because Activision wants to sell their games. And they want to sell their games on all the different platforms, but they, they think that the PlayStation 3 is too expensive still. Oh. So since no one's buying a PlayStation 3, they're not buying the Activision games for a PlayStation 3. So Activision's kind of gone over to Sony and said, look, you need to drop the price of this thing or we're not making games for it anymore. So is there a shocking revelation here? Because it all sounds pretty straightforward to me. Well, this would be the first time that a, a company, a developer, has gone to the console developer and said, look, we're not doing this anymore. You got to lower the price. <laughs> it's, it, it's almost like blackmail. Yeah. It's like extortion. One of those those backroom things. Yeah, it's withholding uh, something they want for something in return. Well, to be fair, haven't consumers been doing that by simply not buying the PS3? Yes, but Sony doesn't care. (laughs) That is true. They have shown a remarkable lack of caring for a company that supposedly wants to sell things. The key difference is that this is Activision, which is like the single, now that they've gotten Blizzard, you know, the single largest developing company in the country, in the world. And so now they're putting that might behind them and going to to Sony and saying, you need to drop the price. And, you know, honestly, I think they, they have a shot at it. And I think that's probably a good thing because while it is unprecedented, well, there is, you know, nobody has ever done that before as a developer going to a a console maker and saying, drop the price. Sony kind of needs that slap in the face. Oh, yeah. And and either being threatened by Activision or no longer seeing Activision titles on their platform, that that will that'll be a wake up call. I'm a little surprised they haven't had, you know, many wake up calls before. But uh, yeah, I mean, it it has a, a chance, I think. I just I just find it kind of ridiculous that the. The company is the company that's behind Guitar Hero, DJ Hero, Tony Hawk. Uh, what's Mag's coming out? Is is Mag Activision or no? I don't think so. Um, there's Modern Warfare Two, though. There's well, I, I guess Blizzard doesn't really develop for consoles, not since Ghost anyway. But but think about that. How much money would you have to spend to get all of the Guitar Hero World Tour stuff, all the DJ Hero stuff? The the Tony Hawk game has that new crazy skateboard, skateboard. peripheral. Peripheral. Oh, you're saying that like since Activision's charging for their crap anyways? Yeah. It's it's like, okay, so they want the price to go down so people will buy more games, which means you buy more peripherals for all the stuff that Activision mm-hmm. is making. <sighs> 
Greed. 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 Greed powers everything. I just just want to play simple, simple games. The Activision from the the bygone era of Mortal Kombat, right? Like Warrior. No, that was Midway. That was Midway was uh, was Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah. They did do Mech Warrior too, though, and God, I loved that game and and the expansions and Mech Warrior three, but they they had been bought up by uh, Microsoft at that point, the developer. God, I, I do sound like an old man. Everyone tells me that. <laughs> I could imagine growing up in Alaska would age you a little bit. But none, none of my Alaskan friends sound like this. They all think I sound old, too. A few of them, a few of them have also moved down there in the same area. So. Mm. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, no, no idea. Well, no, but, it's just um, the crowd you hang out with. That's got to be it. it you, you can't really feel old done. with Activision unless you've played Pitfall. That's true, and I, I, I did not play Pitfall. I did. Oh, lucky you. I never, I never owned a console. What? We were too busy fending off the bears. <laughs> we just had a we just had an old IBM compatible um, computer, yeah. which means I probably played some Activision title, but I wasn't really paying attention at the time. All right, Andy. Uh, sorry, I'm just picturing got? a small like the, the small IBM 286 in a little tiny cave run by a generator with a little light bulb above it and dial up. <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> it was not that bad. We have buildings and shit. Come on. <laughs> Um, it's not a third world country. <laughs> oh, to be fair, to be fair, it wasn't a 286. It was an 8088. So, ah, um, we, they bought it about the same time I was born. So, yeah. Later, we had the Hiwat uh, 200 megahertz gateway with 32 megs of RAM. That was that was a beast. I played X-Wing on that. But, uh, but yeah, no, the first computer, yeah, that was... You know, what's really bad. funny is I have the, the CD version of X-Wing in my oh, hands right now. Yes, Hell yes, that game is an all-time great, absolutely. You know what? Fuck X-Wing. TIE Fighter, what? bitches. Okay, okay. I have that CD sitting around here, too. Okay. I will qualify this for you, and I'm, I'm going to ramble a bit. You might want to edit all of this down. Editing, uh, what's that? <laughs> we don't edit down. <laughs> oh, oh, great. So it's, it's going to be that wordy bastard from, from Epic Default comes over and is wordy as all hell on our podcast. No, that would be Click Pick Tony. <laughs> or Johnny. I, yeah. I don't know. There's really we'll anyone it. from Epic Default. <laughs> We like to talk over there. TIE Fighter. Story, story of why I didn't play TIE Fighter. So uh, the computer that we got, the, the aforementioned Gateway, came with a Microsoft Sidewinder 3D Pro, which was a solid joystick, probably one of my favorite of all time. And it had a, I guess, a, a different type of way it read the joystick movement. I think it was something optical-based. So usually there was a software layer in there that would take care of it for older games that didn't recognize it. And for some reason, X-Wing was compatible with that. But TIE Fighter was not. And so I set up TIE Fighter and went to play it and the joystick just didn't work. And so we didn't really have internet at the time. I was just like, oh, I wonder why it doesn't work. And so I guess I called LucasArts support and they said, oh, well, that's that's just something with the joystick. We'll send you a patch. And they did so. It came in a uh, manila envelope on a floppy disk. But on installing the patch, it didn't do anything. So I was kind of just SOL. Like, I, I couldn't actually play TIE Fighter for that reason. And I, I won't say it haunts me, but it does kind of, uh, I mean, it, it makes me more enthusiastic for X-Wing than TIE Fighter. Biases you against TIE Fighter. And, and at the same time, I mean, I probably would have really liked TIE Fighter because the only ship that I qualified in in, uh, in X-Wing was the A-Wing. 
and the A-Wing is pretty much just a TIE fighter anyway. So With shields. I probably really liked it. Yeah, not much in the way of shields. Trust me on that one. So, More than so, the yeah. TIE fighter. <laughs> hey, there were some True. of the TIE fighters that had shields. No, there were TIE vehicles that had shields. Well, the, the TIE, TIE um, fighter, by definition, the, the, the class of ship that was the TIE fighter had no shields. Oh, you're right, because it was the Interceptor that had shields. No, the Interceptor didn't have shields. Uh, the Bomber. It was the Defender. That, Defender. The and Bomber the didn't have shields, the Interceptor didn't have shields, and the Fighter didn't have shields. The Defender and the Advanced had shields. And Hyperdrive, and all those nice little things that Alliance fighters came with standard. Yeah, man, that's you, you lose your mothership and you're just like, oh, well, fuck. Well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hang out here in this eyeball-shaped thing. Yeah. <laughs> Pray that another ship comes along, because otherwise I am bone. Distress beacon. <laughs> no, I, I like the, the thing in TIE Fighter that you move through the ranks of this, like, secret force Kabbalah. I saw that. I saw, I installed the game, and there was like, yeah, you I got was to checking be- out the interface. I saw that you could pull back your sleeve. I was like, oh, that's so cool. You got to and be the Emperor's joystick. hand. That's so cool. God damn it. Fuck. Well, now I have to find a working copy of, of TIE Fighter. For, like, XP or Vista? Good luck. Well, um, there was the... DOS box it. Well, there's DOS box. Alternately, there was the, um... I guess Versus came with an enhanced yeah, version. Yeah, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Version. There was X-Wing uh, versus TIE Fighter, but that was a separate game. That was, like, the third in the series, if you will. Oh. Well, no, no, there was totally a... A, an enhanced graphic version that they did. Yeah, that was the those CD-ROM had uh, redesigned cinematics and such. No, 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 not that one. There was a okay. Okay, I'm going to look this up. Please move on to the other topic, and then I'll bring okay. back to it uh, and suddenly segue backwards. All right. And, so uh, here's here's one that we we had fun and kind of called this when they announced HD DVD dying. When they announced that Blu-ray one. Yeah. Uh, here is in an article slash editorial saying that Blu-ray won, but they lost. Because the uh, Harris people, the people who do some of the polls for like the presidential stuff, mm-hmm. said currently 11% of Americans own an HD DVD player while only just 7% own a Blu-ray player. So I don't know how Blu-ray... Well, it's, it's where you can fudge numbers. That's more why I added this was just like, look at what you can do with numbers. It's the Harris poll. They Harris doesn't care what the numbers say. Not usually, but the interpretations can vary. It's um, it's I mean, it's pretty fun though, and and the fact that I mean, there's more HD DVD players out there. Blu-ray discs have gotten more expensive, and digital distribution is still on the way. Well, just just from my my own limited experience with Blu-ray, you know, it's all right. It's not amazing per se. It looks pretty good, but you know, I'll the, say it's probably. HD... Oh, go ahead. Oh, thank you. It's probably nicer for games because you can just store more information. Probably the, I mean, the more advanced the game, the bigger it is. I, I would agree with you there, but I mean, for for an actual movie, I mean the the HD quality versions of films that they just broadcast in Europe those look pretty good. I mean, Blu-ray isn't that much of an improvement. Right. I do find the ability to to upscale regular DVD looks great on HD TVs. It doesn't look quite as good as an HD format, but it you know it, it looks good enough that I, I think your average consumer just you know if they get an HD TV and they have an upscaling DVD player, they're not going to care. And so then you're trying to sell them on this whole home theater extravaganza. And and people aren't done with DVD yet. I mean, when the when DVD first came around, people were people were pretty done with VHS. Mm-hmm. But now nobody's over DVD. I like DVD. DVD works fine. Well, 
Well, the industry is usually a good two, three years ahead of itself. True, but I mean, okay, they couldn't have predicted the recession. No. That's That's been working against them. Yes. And then yeah. not everyone has an uh, HDTV yet. I mean, glancing at the numbers here, high definition. High definition I mean, TV is only at 47% total right now. Yeah, that's that's not huge. It, it is a substantial increase over last year, but it's, it's not huge. No. And... So, I mean, they've got that working against them. Because if you have an HDTV, then sure, Blu-ray makes sense. If you don't, there's absolutely no point. Um, and then the fact that, you know, DVD looks okay on HD if you've got the right type of player, that's working against them. I mean, honestly, it's just not a, a good set of conditions for it. I no. think they could have waited a good five years for this whole format war, and then maybe maybe people would be more interested. But right now, it's no, but not. But see, the they couldn't have waited five years, and they know that. Because in well, five years, we're going to have everything streaming and digitally distributed. <laughs> I, I appreciate theory of that, but I mean, are, are you suggesting that basically they're just kind of trying to make a run on the bank as it were? Yeah, that like this is they, they realize that there isn't going to be a format after this. It's intriguing. I don't know. Some of the holographic drives might be interesting. Well, what about those what about those super cool green discs they had in uh, Star Trek First Contact? Where they were, they were playing that, and in, in I, I guess the ship they had a I, Zephram Cochran had a copy of Magic Carpet Ride on one of these. I mean, the thing that was basically a small uh, mini disc. Yeah, yeah, but it was like green and transparent. <laughs> it, I think it Futuristic. actually was a mini disc. Yeah, that it, they just painted. Oh green. no, the one in his ship was a mini disc. There was one in the jukebox. It was different. Yeah, yeah. First oh, was was in what like twenty one. 50 or something they've had to edit the timeline uh several times already because originally it was 1993 (laughs) that the the, the third world war happened and the the nuclear fallout killed most people and the eugenics wars and all that so uh yeah they've had to they've had to edit that a few times when does Um, when does uh Back to the Future 2 happen, quote-unquote. Uh, 1985 to... They jump ahead, what, like 30 years? I think so. So 2015? Yeah, yeah that's really close. That's going to be so weird to have uh, Back to the Future want, Part 2. Yeah, at 2015. I want the double so ties where's my, my form-fitting clothes? <laughs> double ties, thank you very much. That's what where's I want. like the jacket that I push a button and it dries itself off? Where's my ties. hoverboard? Ties yeah. a kippo, damn it. <laughs> Where where is the um, Mister Fusion? Oh, oh God! I, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Mister Fusion. Mr. Fusion didn't come from from uh, twenty fifteen. No, that one Are would you... have come from further in the future. Then why did he come back to twenty fifteen? Because he wanted to check on himself. No, okay. Because twenty fifteen was when the 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 spiraling out of control just started. So that's right. why he had to go to 2015. Okay, so, so Doc he, probably he went, went farther way past that. Yeah, and saw like, oh shit, crap happened. Went back and figured out when it happened, and then went back to 85 and picked up Marty. But you know, we what? we should really get Mo on for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, but what if interfering with the life of Marty McFly or his kids in that way prevented the development of the Mister Fusion? Would that have caused him to be trapped there? Well, he already has a Mister Fusion in his hand, so you can't really. Well, yeah, but it I mean, would disappear, like, though. Remember, Marty, Marty already existed, and it, in the continuity of, of uh, as I said, dis- we need to get Mo. Is he on right now? Is he online? No, I don't think so. He really seems to be. Uh, I haven't seen him in a while. Well, for- I guess we're just kind of going to have we're to take people's word right. on this. We'll, we'll maybe we'll readdress this sometime in the future. Okay, sometime uh, around so, 2015. Since we have since we have jumped several topics here, I'm <laughs> going to link this to you, gentlemen. Second uh, collector's edition in this link in 1998. 
right here on the article. In 1998, X-Wing was re-released again on CD-ROM, this time as part of the Collector Series, a compilation containing revamped versions of X-Wing and TIE Fighter, retrofitted with the X-Wing versus TIE Fighter engine. Oh, Jesus. There you go. What, so it was like X-Wing Collector's Edition? Uh, yeah, collector series. There was the collector CD-ROM, which came out in '94. That was what I had as a kid. Yeah. I think then that's there was what I the collector series, which had all three of them. Collectors series, eh? Yeah. And then there was the trilogy in late '99. But uh, I don't know. Probably the trilogy is what I need to find if I want to actually. Uh, I'm curious on what's on eBay. I'm gonna find a lot of models probably. Searching X-wing collector series. I don't know. If you search the video games category, should be able to. Find I wonder if you could find a used copy at GameStop. <laughs> Doubt it. What are these? What are these words you're saying? I was the, the GameStop. The forty dollars on eBay, by the way. Forty dollars. Yeah. Also, slightly problematic in that my computer doesn't actually have an optical drive right now. Hey, funny thing. <laughs> <laughs> Were we just talking about that last week? Yep. <laughs> Uh, computers not having optical drives? Mm-hmm. Andy was saying that if you were to build another computer, you didn't see a reason for an optical drive. There's not a whole lot of reason for one. I mean, I have well, one handy in case I need to plug it in to, you know, reinstall the OS or whatever. But Yeah, see, there it is. The operating system or any new game or anything like that. But, okay, oh, so minus the, the 1% time that you're actually going to use an optical drive, beyond that? What else are you going to put in there? Well, that that is exactly the reason I don't have one. And when it comes to new games, if I get a new game that's on a disc... Um, um, which is kind of rare because most of the stuff I just get is through Steam now. Mm-hmm. Um, then I pop the disc into my trusty MacBook, create a disc image, and then shoot that onto a shared folder on my desktop. Ah, sneaky. And then install from there. I may have to crack it, but I still have the legit copy. So there. This is just playing right into what I was trying to segue to. Yeah, I know. Oh, Go for it. The, the fact that Dave had posted uh, something that GameStop expects console prices to get cut this year and doesn't expect digital distribution to really exist until 2014, which uh, Steam works out quite well right now. Let's see, there's there's Steam. Steam, EA Download Manager, Stardock Impulse, uh, oh, Direct to Drive, Greenhouse. Later ones. Greenhouse is more just a, a company. It, it doesn't have a client that you install. You just kind of install the game. Um, but really, those those other three, Director Drive, uh, Download Manager, Impulse, they all do kind of suffer from the fact that they aren't Steam. Yeah. They're functional, but they're not Steam. Like, uh, EA Download Manager in particular, I have a beef, because the EA Download Manager only allows you to download something for a month, and then mm. it's, it no longer allows you to download it. Whereas with Steam, if you buy a game, then you can download it theoretically for as long as Valve remains a company. And with the mad stacks that they're uh, making, that should be a, a good, decent length of time. That is Hopefully. actually kind of nice because I uh, registered all of the original Half-Life series and expansions and everything when I bought like one of those $20 collector series that had all of them oh, in yeah. there. And so now I don't even have to install those. I don't have to find all those, the big pile of CDs that I had to find. Right. Now it's just all on Steam and I can just download all of them if I want to. The problem is, though is what happens when Valve does fall apart. It is possible. I'm pretty confident that they've stated on a couple occasions that in that event, they'll find a way for for people to continue playing. Because as well we know, especially now in the recession, because a company goes under, it doesn't mean that they aren't squawking for a good several months afterwards, (laughs) even after they've gone bankrupt. 3D Realms, what? Yeah, yeah, there you go. So... I think, I mean, I think in that unlikelihood, there will be some sort of solution. But, I mean, despite the continual whinings of of digital rights activists, and, you know, for the most part, I do sympathize. In the case of of Valve and Steam, 
Valve has not really made a habit of, of screwing consumers. No, they're, no, they haven't. They're pretty, they're pretty friendly to consumers on the whole. I think they're kind of worthy of our trust in this regard. And I feel kind of the same way about Left 4 Dead 2 because people have been saying, oh, well, they, they promised confident for Left 4 Dead 1, blah, 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 blah. It is Valve we're talking about here. The they're content not, is on its way. It's just going to take a year. It'll take a while. It, it'll be finished when it's done. And as for Left 4 Dead 2, I mean, again, they haven't made a habit of, of fucking with us. So they probably have something really good that they just couldn't integrate. To Left well, Dead 1. on the other hand, though, they were going about uh, Half-Life 2 episodes 1, 2, and 3. They were doing that episodic because they wanted to make it shorter games for cheaper price with a faster turnaround. And they've done two of those three things. Um, I wouldn't say two. I'd say one, especially since I had... Okay, so the orange box was a hit and miss, especially since it had Team Fortress 2 and Portal, which were great. Uh, the, those two alone I would consider to be worth the price of admission for the orange yeah, box. Definitely. But if, 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 it was something, if it was something else that wasn't, like, um, let's say, Counter-Strike Source and maybe something else... Would that have price of the orange box have been worth it or no? Well, considering that I already have Counter Strike, and well, I don't know what's the theoretical other thing we're talking about. If it's a Valve product, Peggle, uh, Peggle, that's not a Valve product. It is no, but it was no, part no, of it's Popcap. It's Popcap. Well, they had the Peggle Extreme demo on with Orange Box while you were downloading it. Right. That's not the same thing. I mean, okay. <laughs> You got to take into consideration if it were the orange box in a theoretical parallel reality, um, where Valve is still you know basically the same company that we we know and respect. If it was Counter Strike Source and then some other single player title that they had just recently developed, then I, my decision would be tempered by the fact that I already have Counter Strike Source. But oh, but you get to gift it to somebody. Quality. Yeah, you get to you get to gift it to somebody else. I don't know that I would want to inflict that onto another. <laughs> Not because of the game. Game's pretty solid. I still play it at lands from time to time, but because of the community surrounding it. Oh god. The same reason that, I, same reason that I'm not so huge on Xbox Live. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, you, you're, your gamer score is what two thousand one hundred and ninety-five. Is it two thousand? I, I thought maybe it was four. I must have been imagining. Andy, how much research into our guests do you do before we have them on? This is a little frightening. I will have to warn your future guests. <laughs> this is like creepy. And you're not even looking into me. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I have to double check that. I swear because I was – well, I was waiting for somebody to show up again. And so I was going through Xbox, sure. going through my friends list and removing the eight people that still haven't accepted my friend invite because it's kind of annoying because they show up on the list first. Mm-hmm. And then everybody who's online shows up afterwards, so I have to scroll through, like, eight people to see who's online. And it was getting annoying. All right, uh, H-I-J-K-L-M-N. Oh, oh, sorry, 4,375. There you go. See? That's, that's respectable. Not, that's not precious. Considering that I don't Halo 3 is the bulk of those points, but uh, there's nothing outrageously embarrassing on that list. Waiting. Nothing like Avatar The Last Airbender. Rock Band 2, Geometry no, Wars, Evolved, Castle Crashers, Peggle, Star Trek, Bomberman, Dead Space, Braid, Schizoid, Midnight Club LA, uh, Worms, that Gears of War, Soul Calibur 4, and Plus, Dawn of War 2, Banjo-Kazooie, Hectic, Mass Effect, Rock Band, Res, HD, Halo 3, GTA 4, Call of Duty 4, Fallout 3, Saints Row 2, What's With All the Frickin' Sequels, Assassin's Creed, <laughs> Dead Rising, Burnout Paradise. Welcome to Xbox Live. <laughs> 
So I think, if I may go out on a limb, the reason Andy brought up your gamer score is that one of our topics is relative to gamer scores. Yes. Uh, so well. Andy's trying to make this really sweet little segue. Which Clever doesn't done. work when everybody points out, oh, hey, what a sweet segue that was. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, you could edit it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, don't I only edit for one thing. I edit for time. That's it. Okay. Speaking of which, we're at 45 minutes right now. Oh, God. Awesome. <laughs> All right. No more epic default, guys, because we never get through the list. <laughs> we just need to have shorter lists when we know it's an epic default person. There you go. We do like we do two chat, topics. It's true. <laughs> so I do, I do have to say, when I was looking at this, the, the ultimate list, the best and worst games for you to boost your gamer score. Mm-hmm. It kind of ha- it's like it's like a, a dual wielding sword sort of thing. Well, it's a dual du- dual edged or double edged. Uh, there we go. Edged. It's a double edged sword. A dual wielding sword is a really cool thing. A double edged sword is what hurts you. Yes. Well, if you swing it backwards, <laughs> it could be painful. Right. Um, because they talk about the gamer score of what's the point a little bit, especially since some of the games are really easy, some of the games are really hard to get the gamer score. And then it says, oh, hey, here are these games that you should play to get a good gamer score. I don't think it's here are the games you should play. It's just here are the games that have the easiest gamer scores. Most of these, also, you'll notice people don't respect. Like um, Avatar. Ter- uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which yeah. I have a thousand points. So do I. In. <laughs> it was it an was easy so thousand points. But it's hard to tell, especially when you like I like I was pointing with the odds. The size of his list was huge, and just having these, you just have a score. When you look at Oz, I just see four thousand three hundred and seventy-five. I don't see the giant list of games that he's been playing. Yep, there you go. So um, if I did a thousand points to get ter- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, nobody's gonna know unless they literally dig through the background. Through your list, yeah. And who the hell's gonna do that? Well, somebody who somebody who's really nitpicky, or you, if you're researching a guest. <laughs> yeah, evidently so. <laughs> I never actually looked at the list until now. Uh huh. You you got to memorize. That's what it is. No, I don't. I don't know anything. I don't remember what I was even talking about, other than there was a whole lot of sequels in there. That's it. A number of sequels. The uh, the Ghostbusters achievements that they've got up here are so cool. They do look pretty awesome. It is intriguing me terribly. I need to play that game. I need to... I figured out what I'm going to do. So I've got this large amount of Coke points, and none of their prizes are really good anymore, except there is a 30-day free trial of Gamefly on there. Ooh. So I'm thinking I'm going to spend my Coke points and just keep on getting a free 30-day trial of Gamefly over and over again. I don't know if you'll be able to do it over and over again. I don't know. I'll have to look at the details. But yeah, I think I've, I th- cause I've got so many Coke points and I don't have anything to use them on. Um, get game points. Actually, I was uh, talking with uh, Anthony about this earlier. I kind of prefer the, the Steam style, which is moving backwards slightly, but the, the style of achievements they keep on there, whereas, wherein there is a list of achievements. There's no arbitrary score attached to it. Right. There's merely what you have achieved, and some of those are really easy, and you can tell that, and some of those are harder, and you can tell that too. Um, I kind of like Steam, so I also like the fact that Steam tells you your progress on them. Yeah, that too, which is just phenomenal. Man, that is overdue. You know, maybe in the next version of the Xbox, the 720 or 1080 or whatever damn thing they'll call it. But, um, uh, I, Major Nelson just said they're actually working on a new new Xbox experience that's supposed to come out in uh, 2010. 
So it might, it might be coming out with here for a long while. Hey, it's it's to the, like, five year cycle. But the, the new interface is pretty good. I kind of like that interface. I wasn't I wasn't huge on the first one. Kind of like the second one. I mean, the avatars are gimmicky as hell, but otherwise, it's you know, it's a solid step up. And then, what are they going to do now? Is it rendered in full 3D? Does it lock up even more than the previous two? <laughs> oh, I haven't had too much problems with it locking up. I get that a little bit, but I did kind of get it, um, well, like I said, I got it a year ago, which was right on the tail end of the hardware issues. So. Uh, it's not the best Xbox. It hasn't red ringed on it, but it could that's stand good. to be a little more solid. Dave, speaking of locking up, have you had Magic lock up on you a couple of times? No. Nope. Wait, is that out? Magic the yeah. Gathering is out on Xbox Live. I've been playing it. Oh we could uh, review it right now. Oh, it, I saw it at PAX last year, and it looked phenomenal. I was amazed. It, you know... It, it had the potential to be so, so, so amazing, and it's pretty good. My concern is that it's it's still so limited. There's only, like, seven or eight decks. Yeah. There in are, the entire game. There are seven decks. Oh, in the entire game. And each deck, you can only add... They, they come with a base deck, which you can't take... You can't remove all the base cards out of, and you are only able to get 17 bonus cards once you play enough with the deck. That's terrible. Oh. Yeah. Now there's there is something on the front screen that says uh, you know like download content. So I'm figuring that over time they'll release more decks. But I'd rather pay sixty bucks and get the entire card, like all these cards. Yeah, no doubt. Wizards of the Coast would never go for it because then no one would ever buy magic cards again. It's true. And yeah, there's some there's actually some open source projects to that effect where it's like, hey, we're gonna make all these cards and then you can play with them. But yeah. I've never really gone through trouble to actually get that to work. Um, yeah, I don't know. Magic okay. is a slippery slope. Once you get into any of those collectible card game stuff, it's easy to get in and then it could just wrap your fingers around your throat and then choke you without even trying. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's been it's been several years since I played Magic on any sort of regular basis, so I show up now to, you know, packs and events with Arcadians, which is what I call PAX people. And it's a good name. I, I, I'm rather fond of it, but people seem to insist on using Paxites or Paxers, which just doesn't have the same ring. Uh, but I show up with my, you know, my decks of um, Magic cards, which I think they were last developed in, like, mid-2003. So most of them are the old design of cards, and it's a whole whole collection of old cards tuned to work with the rules of the time. Mm -hmm. And so I can still play against the newer decks, but it's it's just weird for anyone else there. Like, so you do play Magic, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, it it makes me an old man again. God damn it. I keep stumbling into that. Can't escape it. Ravages of age. I am just an old dude. I'm a 23-year-old old dude. Which makes my old dude seem so weird. All right, Dave, we have... Uh, I'm literally going to make sure we stop recording in the next 10 minutes. Okay. So pick a topic uh, that you want to hit, and then we'll, well probably go to the random topic after this that. This one's near and dear to me. Off. It's also short. Okay. Uh, this is Kodak. You know, so have, Having a degree in photography, this is kind of important and kind of astounding to me is that Kodak is killing the Kodachrome film. And Paul Simon cried. It's just sad. Please tell me you know the the Paul Simon song about Kodachrome? No. I've never heard of it. He literally wrote a song about Kodachrome and in the one song it's like Mama don't take my Kodachrome away. And now it's being taken away. But I do have to say I've never actually used Kodachrome. I've always used Ektachrome because it was so much easier to develop when I was doing the film developing. 
in high school and in college. Yeah, I used color. I didn't develop any color film because the the chemicals are highly toxic, and WCC wasn't equipped to do color developing. Uh, so I did do some Kodachrome and some Ektachrome and some Fujichrome. I think is what it was. But I do have to. I do have to kind of point out. It seems interesting, especially since I've seen more movies recently. Especially since it's the summer blockbuster season. That yeah. okay? Everybody is toting. Oh, it's the end of film. There's no more film. Blah 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 blah. It's all digital and stuff like that. Yet every single one of the major motion pictures I have seen have been on film. Like I've sat yep. to the end of the credits each time just to, and seen what type of film they are using because that's like literally like the last thing that they have in the credits is oh this was filmed on yada yada film or this film or that film the the movie industry is still using film I guess well, there are but, the people like George Lucas who are trying to go and Sin City and stuff like that are trying to do the whole digital stuff but it's wasn't uh, uh the Dark Knight filmed on digital IMAX? That's what I thought. For part, it, it was for the bank robber scene, the chase scenes. No, the uh, the bank robbing scene. That was it. It was also the truck scene. It was what the truck scene was that also was on IMAX. That was filmed on IMAX. I'm pretty sure the whole movie was filmed on IMAX. No, no it was just two specific. It must have been just the two specific scenes that um that it was actually filmed using the IMAX cameras. I know it was the bank scene for sure. That one I I know for well, I, sure. I remember watching on the the like making of they had the IMAX cameras mounted on some of those trucks. Um, yeah, Nolan used the IMAX camera to film some sequences, including the Joker's first appearance on the film, but they don't say when. Uh, I think well, honestly, this whole film. Oh, here we go. Wait, I found the the four sequences he shot. So he wished the entire film that he could he could shoot it on IMAX, but he didn't. So he was able to shoot four yeah. sequences. You know what? I bet I know why too. Cost storage. Oh uh, yeah. When you're filming in IMAX digital, you're talking about terabytes per minute. Yeah, that would definitely do it. You were saying so, what's the um, what are the four scenes? Um, well, I I can't. I'm reading the USA Today article about it. Oh, right, it the bank robbery scene, the truck scene, the motorcycle scene. Oh no, he shot. He didn't shoot IMAX digital. He shot with IMAX film. Did he? Uh, yeah. Oh wow. Because he he's talking about how loud the film cameras were. Huh. That's interesting. Well, anyway, the uh, the point I was going to make is that we've. Uh, you know, everything's moving over to digital now. And I think we're probably going to end up seeing something similar to, um, well, what happened with, with vinyl, where everything moves over to CDs. Oh, CDs are the new big thing. Vinyl's dead. Tape is dead. Whatever. It doesn't have that same quality. Exactly. You'll have the connoisseurs saying, well, it's not quite I the can same. tell the difference. No, you can't. And, okay, in some cases, I would say probably they can't tell the difference. Honestly, I've listened to some vinyl and some CD side by side. There is... There is a bit of a difference, not a huge difference, and you can capture it. Like I've I've ripped vinyl to MP3, yeah. and you get a little bit of that, a little bit of that difference with it, but not a so huge of a difference that it will that you know it'll be a full resurgence, but enough that those handful of connoisseurs will probably continue to use film, and even you know new people to photography will end up selecting film over. Yeah, and that's uh, that's what's photography. happening now in the field is that uh, you you have the traditionalists who shoot everything on film, do everything in the dark room, mm-hmm. and they're still there and they're going to be there. You're never going to get rid of them. Yeah, well, I mean, what do you <laughs> you can turn the dark room into a storage closet? That might be a step in that direction. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So, random topic. Uh, random topic. 
Yeah, unless there's something else that you want to quickly talk uh, about. Nothing. I don't think anything really grabs me. Hold on, let me let me look over the list one last NPD time. NPD stops using PC numbers. Best Buy is adding used games. Uh, rules of Gaming, which was kind of a weird little editorial. Some of them are good and rules, that, so take a chance to read that through if you're yeah, on the page. I did, but other people should. Um, and NASA is uh, keeping their imperial measurements and not switching over to metric because it will cost $350 million. Three hundred fifty million. Yes. Do they not Do they? have access to Google? <laughs> <laughs> my no. Here's my question. It's going to cost them three hundred fifty million, right? Yes. That's a lot of money. Yes. How much money did they lose when they smashed that lunar rover, the the Mars rover, into the surface of Mars because of that error? That was a couple billion, anyway. Right. So three hundred million now versus a potential couple billion in the future. It it wasn't. Um... It wasn't a lander, it was the, uh, I think it was the Climate Orbiter that crashed. Oh, even better. So it was never even supposed to reach the surface. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I do believe so. I do believe it was the uh, yeah, $125 million dollar Mars Climate Orbiter. Because the force exerted by the orbiter's thrusters remained in the system of units based on pounds and feet, rather than being converted to metric. Right. So it would have, it, it cost more to... Transform so over then. Cost more, yes. But you know what? I'd still feel safer. <laughs> I'd still feel better and far more assured. I, really? Because all the stuff that NASA's working with, with all the because they're using they're still using the uh, solid rocket boosters and stuff, which is part of the reason why there's they would need to transfer all the stuff to metric with the new space shuttles because they have all their data in pounds and feet and everything from the the solid rocket boosters. I would rather take the. 60 years of data that everybody has already figured out and that put people on the moon rather than kind of trusting somebody to mess up in the conversion. I'd rather they put it all in a database, converted it, spit it back out, and just went with it. Go with the simpler solution. There could be a problem in the conversion. Somebody could mess up somewhere converting it. And someone could forget that they use Imperial again. Eh, tomato, tomato. It's honestly, I think probably the the, dead, the database solution is the best one, just because you could have all of that old data on hand. You could have the metric conversions right there, and then you could move forward in metric. Because you know, really, I'm our to current join system, the rest of the world. Our current system doesn't make a lot of sense when you think about it. No, no, it doesn't. Our system it, it, is based off the measurement of body parts of an ancient king. Yes. And, uh, well, I don't even know what the hell a pound is supposed to be. And, and well, I can't really do the conversions in my head, uh, you know, personally. It's about time. We should start teaching that to our kids as the, as the primary system instead of, instead of, oh, and this is what those crazy Europeans use. Yeehaw, America's number one. Um, because it's just a sane system. It's all base 10. It all makes wonderful sense. They should really know it. They should know it as well as, as we old dudes. Ha ha. No, mm-hmm. the no, the um, I guess the what do they call imperial it? imperial measurements, and it, it it's about time. It's mm. been several decades. We've we've held out. We should probably just do it. All right, who's paying for it? Come on, <laughs> you want to make an issue of of cost? We. It's not that difficult. It's not that difficult. Sure, you'd have to redo the road signs, but that can be done over a period of time. You can start teaching it to kids now. I mean, they already yeah. have the textbooks. So, let's see, $300 million for NASA alone, the cost of all the road signs, eh, it would be a fair amount. Be but you could, you could phase it over time. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying overnight. You wake up, all of a sudden the signs say kilometers per hour. Well, I can't see that on my speedometer. That no, would no, be no. A, like a serious... 
Uh, could you imagine just waking up and like overnight all the government employees had gone out and changed all the signs? Dave, it was like a phenomenal Dave, prank, but it wouldn't work. Dave, yes, um, did you read my article about the DTV transition comparing it to the Swedish H Day, where they actually overnight made everybody drive on the other side of the road? <laughs> What? Yeah. How many accidents were there? Um, there actually weren't that many accidents. I, I actually wrote this about funny Epic Default, but I actually had written about it on the Epic Default, comparing it to the digital TV transition. Nice. But yeah, it's it's a Swedish H day or something like that. I don't remember what the H stands for. But it they switched from driving on the left side to driving on the right side overnight. And anyone on the road at that time? <laughs> well, I think there was a curfew enacted, so there weren't people on the road yeah, at yeah, midnight, yeah. but. A place like Sweden, I would possibly trust to execute such a maneuver. Because Sweden, I don't know. I mean, they're kind of used to that level of, of government hand in things that they're doing. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, but I think it is something that definitely here in the States we're not used to. No, and no. so if something, okay, like if we were to suddenly switch from driving to the right to the left side, hand side of the road overnight, yeah, there would be hundreds if not thousands of traffic fatalities that day. It would just happen. Uh, Word wouldn't get out. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. People wouldn't care. And yep. then all of a sudden, oh, hey, that person's in my lane. What are they doing? <laughs> oh, they're going to move over and I'll just keep on driving. Yeah. I, I actually had a moment like what? that where um, I was very distraught over a girl, so I wasn't paying attention, and I turned uh, onto the wrong the wrong way onto a one way street. And so then I was driving along, and I'm like, "This jackass is flashing his lights at me. What does he do? Oh, oops!" And then I had to pull off of uh, out of traffic into the parking lot of the police station, but nobody <laughs> noticed, thankfully. So nice. All right, I think we need to hit the random topic. Yes, yes, random we do. Topic, do it. I I rolled ahead of time, and I rolled a nine, which was what phrase do you hate hearing? An example is, "I know it like the back of my hand." I think this phrase. Yeah, what like one of those cliche phrases. Like Kate brought this up because um, every once in a while she'll look at the back of my hand and ask me where I got one of the multiple scars that are on my hand, mm-hmm. and I would have no idea. Most of mine are from mosquito bites. Just scratched and scratched at them. Yeah, there used to be one right. on my right hand that I knew about. That I actually knew what had happened because I had scraped my hand when I was moving an old carpet, and the dust got in there, and then it made my whole arm feel like it was on fire and itchy. Ooh. That's because you're allergic. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but we're going to be talking about scars and hands if we don't if we don't get going here. So, well, but that's the random topic. What um, phrase do you hate hearing? I don't know. I know. I know. I, I actually just talked with Anthony about this uh, before the show. Um. So you you can keep thinking about it, but go for it. Go go go. Okay. So basically, the okay the phrase is good times. Used to not bother me. I know a lot of people that it still doesn't bother because my my experience with it is is kind of unique. But I I cringe every time I hear it now and I can't really say it. Um, But there was an occasion when I was in a a GameStop in one of the malls up here. And I was there with my girlfriend at the time and with my roommate. And on a whim, there was the Xbox games bin, you know, the bargain bin, original Xbox titles. And I saw Half-Life 2, so I pull it out. And jokingly, because most of the people there in my party are PC gamers. I say, oh, well, this looks like a good game. I should, I, we should pick up this game. It'll be fun. And out of nowhere, this, this well-dressed but creepy fellow turns around and says, oh, if you want a good game for the Xbox, and then proceeds to start talking about Morrowind a lot. He qualifies <laughs> every statement he makes with, I don't work here, bud, and then talks about the hours of his life that he spent playing Morrowind. And he ends 
each sentence with good times. That, yeah, the, I think that would drive me insane. After the first one, I caught the pattern. I swung around and left my friends to the wolves and started looking at Xbox 360 games very intently. <laughs> it took... Oh, it had to be 10 minutes for my roommate to actually escape from this guy. And this guy is still talking about Morrowind and saying good times. Oh, my God. Just one of the most socially inept people I've ever met. And I, I don't I don't know about anyone else, but I don't talk about the fact that I play any form of RPG in public. Because, well, I do, you know, I, I'll say I'm a gamer. I'm, I'm trying to try to fight the social stigma on that. I don't talk about RPGs. People just think you're a freak if you play RPGs. I I mean on a podcast here among <laughs> among comrades in arms I do play RPGs hell I will confess here to the internet audience which is you know dozens of people maybe I play World Ouch. of Warcraft I I I know I know I, I kid Ow. I, mean, <laughs> I, I I do have to ask one thing though Final Fantasy yes or no No because I did not grow up with consoles I played uh, Bioware titles, ah. Black Isle, um, you know, Baldur's Gate, yeah. Baldur's Gate 2, Planescape Torment. So, I don't really see what all the fuss is fi- about Final Fantasy is, is about. I've tried to play a couple titles, never really got into them. Yes! You've now um, validated Andy. I, I feel good about that. That is, that is exactly my feeling on JRPGs. So I don't really get them. They, yeah. I mean, they, I know that they're trying to tell a narrative, but... Uh, Western RPGs tell a narrative through the player's actions, whereas JRPGs seem to kind of force you in a direction. I'm trying to tell this story, do this, versus, okay, we're going to tell this story regardless of whatever the hell you do. Um, but my, my point was, I mean, I, I play World of Warcraft. I play it with a handful of real-life friends. Um, I won't tell this to people in public, though, because that immediately means that you're, well... Somebody Socially maladjusted. Seen, yeah, exactly. You haven't seen sunlight in months. You live in your parents' basement. You're 300 pounds. Uh, and while it's not necessarily true, there's still a really strong stigma to that effect. And while I'll try to combat the gamer stigma, I'm not going to fight the RPG stigma. And this guy just had no idea. <laughs> Dave, have you thought of one? Not really, have you? I'm, I can't. I, I, I actually have been trying to figure this out. There's one that starts to get me now, but it's more humorous than... Um, actually like um serious and it's the difference between going to bed and going to sleep because it's it's those words that you could use both ways but people only want to use it one way and not the other way okay so that's what i don't know Uh, how are they different i i guess they are different to some people to me they're the same thing in my head well Well, i'll say i'm going to bed and then i'll lay in bed reading or playing games for a while yeah when i go to bed i go to bed i go to sleep they are the same thing there's an easy way to get around this i mean at least this is the case with my my roommate and myself when when he goes into his room to go to bed or go to sleep whichever definition you want to go with he just says good night i say good whatever he does in there fuck i don't care he's in his room separated from me so I mean, that's all that it really needs to mean right there is he's doing whatever the hell he's doing in his room. And so I I could take going to bed or going to sleep as meaning that because I sometimes I go right to sleep. Sometimes I stay up for hours playing modifications of Star Trek Armada 2. <laughs> I, I, uh, I liked Armada 1 more, but there's a uh, mod for Armada 2 called Fleet Operations. Really makes it solid. Ooh, I'll look into that. Should. It's quite good. All right. 
Dave, you uh, still I really, thought of one. No, I, I really don't have one. I, I enjoy the English language. But come on, there's got to be a phrase that you hate hearing. How about, we'll, we'll expand it. Even statements or phrases that are incorrect, like all of the sudden. Hey, come on, that's got to bother you. There's one, I'm not sure I should say it. Oh, come on, come on. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Andy's going to be mad at me. Oh? Especially. Uh-oh. Oh, God. It's not my fault I can't pronounce it correctly. <laughs> I twitch when you say it. Especially when it's about milk. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> milk? Is that like... That's how he says it. Milk. Is that milk from a deer? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we really need to wrap this up. All right, we're done. We're done. I, wait, Oz, before we go, where can people yes. find you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, at epicdefaults.com, assuming I have written something. I've been I've been pretty lazy of late, but I'll have something to show people as, in the not-too-distant. As have I. I need to get back into that again. Yeah, definitely. Get into it, period. <laughs> That'd be a good start. I'm sure Johnny would let me if I wrote something. Yeah, yeah, no, Johnny's pretty cool about that. All right, now are we done? We're done. Okay. Bye, everyone. Thanks for having me, gents. Oh, no problem, man. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) 